Chapter 16 and 17, Quick Brahmagyan. These two chapters relate the story of a rich gentleman who wanted Brahmagyan quickly from Sai Baba. Preliminary. The last chapter described how Mr. Chulka's vow of small offering was completed and accepted. In that story, Sai Baba showed that he would accept with appreciation any small thing uh, offered with love and devotion. But if the same thing be offered with pride and haughtiness, he would reject it. Being himself full of such ananda, pure consciousness, knowledge and bliss, he did not care much for mere outward formalities. But if an offering was made in the modest and humble spirit, the same was welcomed and accepted with the pleasure and avidity. In fact, there is no person more generous and benevolent than a Sadguru like Sai Baba. He cannot be compared to the he, he cannot be compared to the Chintamani jewel, the Kalpataru or celestial tree which fulfills our desires, or the Kamadenu, the celestial cow which yields what we desire. They give us only what we desire, but the Sadguru gives us the most precious thing, that is the inconceivable and inscrutable, the reality. Now let us hear how Sai Baba disposed of a rich man who came to him and implored him to give him Brahmagyan. There was a rich gentleman, unfortunately his name and whereabouts are not mentioned, who was very prosperous in his life. He had amassed a large amount, quantity of wealth, houses and lands, and had many servants and dependents. When Baba's fame reached his ears, he said to the friend, he said to a friend, of his that he was not in want of anything and so he would go to Shirdi and ask Baba to give him Brahmagyan which if he got would certainly make him more happy. His friend dis dissuaded him saying it is not easy to know Brahma and especially so for an avaricious man like you who is always engrossed in wealth, wife and children who will in your quest of Brahmagyan who will in your quest of Brahmagyan satisfy you who does not even give away a pay and charity Pesa and charity not minding his friend's advice, the fellow engaged a return journey Tonga and came to Shirdi. He went to the masjid, saw Baba, fell at his feet and said, Baba, hearing that you show the Brahma to all who come to you, I too have come here all the way from my distant place. I am much fatigued by the journey and if I get the Brahma Gyan from you, my troubles will be well paid and rewarded. Baba then replied, Oh my dear friend, do not be anxious. I will show you the Brahman. Many people come to me and ask for wealth, health, power, honor, position, cure of diseases and other temporal matters. Rare is a person who comes to me and asks for Brahmagyan. There is no dearth of persons asking for worldly things, but persons interested in spiritual matters are very rare. I think it is a fortunate and auspicious moment when persons like you come and ask me for Brahmagyan. So forthwith I will show you, the, I'll show you with pleasure the Brahma with all, its, with all its accompaniments and complexities. Saying this, Baba started to show him the Brahma. He made him sit there and engage him in some other talk and thus made him forget his question for the time being. He then called a boy and told him to go to one Nandu Mahavardhi and get from him the loan of five rupees. The boy left and returned immediately saying that Nandu was absent and his house was locked. Then Baba asked him to go to Balagrosa and get from him the said loan. This time the boy also was unsuccessful. The experiment uh, was repeated again twice or thrice with the same result. So Baba was, as we know, the living and moving Brahman incarnate. Then someone may ask, why did he want the paltry sum of five rupees and why did he try hard to get it? Really, he did not want the sum at all. He must have fully been, he, he must been fully knowing that Nandu and Bala were absent and he seemed to have adopted the procedure as a test for the seeker of Brahma. That gentleman had a roll or bundle of currency notes in his pocket and if he was really earnest, he would have not sat quiet uh, and be a mere onlooker when Baba was frantically trying to get a paltry sum of five rupees. He knew that Baba would keep his word and repay the debt, 
and that the sum wanted was insignificant. Still, he could not make up his mind and advance the sum. Such a man want, wanted from Brahma, the, from Baba, the greatest thing in the world, which was Brahma Gyan. Any other man who really loved Baba would have given him five rupees at once instead of being a mere onlooker. It was otherwise with this man. He advanced no money, nor did he sit silent, but began to be impatient, and he was in haste to return and implored Baba, saying, O oh, Baba, please give me the Brahma Gyan soon. Baba replied, O oh, my dear friend, did you not understand all the procedure that I went through, sitting in this place for enabling you to see Brahma? It is in short this, for seeing Brahma, one has to give five things, namely surrender five things, which are one, five panas, vital forces, two, five senses, three, mind, four, intellect, and five, ego. This path of Brahmagyan, or self-realization, is as hard to tread on as the edge of a razor. Sai Baba then gave a rather long discourse on the subject, the purport of which is given below. Qualifications for Brahmagyan or self-realization. The persons, all persons do not see or realize the Brahma in their lifetime. Certain qualifications are absolutely necessary. 1. Mumukshu, or intense desire to get free. He who thinks that he is bound and that he should get free from bondage and works earnestly and resolutely to that end and does not care for any other thing is qualified for the spiritual life. 2. Virakti, or a feeling of non-attachment with the things of this world and the next. Unless a man feels disgusted with the things, emoluments and honors which his actions would bring in this world and the next, he has no right to enter into the spiritual realm. 3. Antarmukha, introversion. Our senses have been created by God with a tendency to move outward, and so a man always looks outward and not inward. He who wants self-realization and immortal life must turn his gaze inward and look to his inner self. 4. Catharsis, eliminating all base ideas and emotions. Unless a man has turned away from wickedness and stopped from doing wrong, and has entirely composed himself, and unless his mind is at rest, he cannot gain self-realization even by means of knowledge. 5. Right conduct. Unless a man leads a life of truth, penance and insight, a life of celibacy, he cannot get guru realization. 6. Preferring Sreyas, the good, to Preyas, the pleasant. There are two sorts of things, namely the good and the pleasant. The former deals with the spiritual affairs and the latter with mundane matters. Both these are open for man for acceptance. They are open to man for acceptance. He has to think and choose one of them. The wise man prefers the good to the pleasant, but the unwise through greed and attachment chooses the pleasant. 7. Control of the mind and the senses. The body is the chariot and the self is the master. Intellect the charioteer and the mind the reins. The reins. The senses are the horses and the sense objects their paths. He who has no understanding and whose mind is unrestrained uh, has his senses unmanageable. Like the stray horse of a charioteer does not reach a destination, get self-realization, but goes through the round of births and deaths. But he who has understanding and whose mind is restrained has his senses under control, like the good obedient horse of a charioteer, reaches the destination, the state of self-realization, whence he is not born again. The man who has understanding as the charioteer, the guide, and is able to rein his mind, reaches the end of the journey, which is the supreme abode of all pervading Vishnu Lord. 8. Purification of the mind. Unless a man discharges dissatisfactorily and disinterestedly the duties of his station in life, his mind will not be purified, and unless his mind is purified, he cannot get self-realization. It is only in the purified mind that vivek disattachment to the unreal crop up and lead to self-realization unless egoism is dropped avarice got rid of and the mind made desireless pure self-realization is not possible the idea that i am the body is a great delusion and attachment to this idea as this causes bondage leave off the idea leave off this idea and attachment 
Therefore, if you want to reach the goal of self-realization. Nine, the necessity, necessi the necessity of a guru. The knowledge of the self is so subtle and mystic that no one could, by his own individual effort, ever hope to attain it. So the help of another person, a teacher who himself has got self-realization is absolutely necessary. What others cannot give with great effort and pains can be easily gained with the help of such a teacher, for he has walked the path himself and can easily take the disciple step by step on the ladder of spiritual progress. 10. And lastly, the Lord's grace is the most essential thing. When the Lord is pleased with anybody, he gives him viveka and vairagya and takes him safe beyond the ocean of mundane existence. The self cannot be gained by the study of Vedas, nor by intellect, nor by learning. He whom the self chooses gains it. To him the self reveals its nature, says the Katha Upanishad. After the dissertation was over, Baba turned to the gentleman and said, Well, sir, there in your pocket is the Brahma in the form of 50 times 5, 250 rupees. Please take it out. The gentleman took out from his pocket the bundle of currency notes and to his great surprise found on counting them that there were 25 notes of 10 rupees each. Seeing this omniscience of Baba, he was moved and fell at Baba's feet and craved for his blessings. Then Baba said to him, roll up your bundle of Brahma currency notes. Unless you completely get rid of your avarice or greed, you will not get the real Brahma. How can he whose mind is engrossed in wealth, progeny and prosperity expect to know Brahma without removing his attachment for them. The illusion of attachment or the love of money is a deep eddy, whirlpool of pain, pure, full of crocodiles in the form of conceit and jealousy. He who is desireless can alone across the whirlpool. Greed and Brahma are asunder as poles. They are eternally opposed to each other. Where there is greed, there is no room for thought or meditation of the Brahma. Then how can the greedy man get dispassion and salvation? For a greedy man there is no peace, neither contentment nor steadiness. If there be even a little trace of greed in the mind, all the sadhana's spiritual endeavours are of no avail. Even in the knowledge of a well-read man who is not free from the desires of the fruit of reward of his actions is futile and can't help, and, and can't help him in getting self-realisation. The teachings of a guru are of no use to man who is full of egoism and who always thinks about the sense objects. Purification of mind is absolutely necessary. With it, all our spiritual endeavours are nothing, but a useless show and pomp. It is therefore better for one to take only what he can digest and assimilate. My treasury is full and I can give anyone what he wants, but I have to see whether he is qualified to receive my gift. If you listen to me carefully, you will be certainly benefited. While sitting in this masjid, I never speak any untruth. When a guest is invited to the house and all the members of the household and their friends and relations that happen to be present are entertained along with the guest, so all those that were present in this masjid at the time could partake of the spiritual feast that was served by Baba for the rich gentleman. After getting Baba's blessings, one and all, including the gentleman, left the place quite happily and contented. There are many saints who, leaving their houses, stay in the forest, caves and hermitages and in solitude in order to get liberation or salvation for themselves. They do not care for other people and are always self-absorbed and, and, and always self-absorbed. Sai Baba was not of such a type. He had no home, no wife, no progeny, nor any relations, near or distant. Still he lived in the world, society. He begged his bread from four or five houses, always lived at the foot of the neem tree, carried on worldly dealings and taught all the people how to act and behave living in this world. Rare are the sadhus and saints who after attaining God vision strive for the welfare of the people. Sai Baba was the foremost of these, and therefore, says Hamanpant, blessed is the country, blessed is the family, and blessed 
are the chaste parents with, where this extraordinary, transient, precious and pure jewel, Sai Baba, was born. Bada Sri Sai, peace be to all. Sri Satchitananda, Sadguru, Sainath, Maharaj Ki Jai.